You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the Weekly Review, the radio show where two grown men try to make sense of the world by keeping up with pop culture with the help of a young person who is stuck between the Generation Z and the Generation X. No, no, no X. I'm Gen Z. I don't want to be a millennial. You're Gen Z. You're. Yeah. I, mm. I don't care. <laughs> Age is just a number. I decided I'm Gen Z. You're Gen hang on, Z. hang on. R. Kelly did a song called Age is Just Number and look at the kind of job <laughs> oh, he got yeah. into. So don't, you know. Age ain't nothing not about a number. Today we have a very special show because we have a very special guest with us uh, all the way from London, from BBC Radio. We have Mo Ayub with us. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Barcelona. Thank you. It's a, it's you know what it's always a pleasure to come back here. Barcelona is like my second home. If it could be my first home, I'd make it. But we're not here for political chat, so we'll just keep it about the music. I think. <laughs> well, lots of things have been happening in pop culture, and we shall discuss. Uh, let's hear a little bit of music to get our spirits nice and warm, because everybody's talking about the latest album with an incredible stylistic change from Lil Yachty. <laughs> No, you are not listening to new music by Eves Tumor or Tame Impala, like a lot of the blogosphere says. It, this is new music from Lil Yachty, who, is, uh, who has made a career by being one of Atlanta's mm, most visible uh, heads in the new trap movement, but trap with quirk in it. He was, he's always been a very uh, enigmatic character, Lil Yachty. Well, he's pulled a 180 and he has delivered this very, I, uh, an album that I'm enjoying very much. Let's start here. Um, what y'all what y'all think about this? I, I don't want to start off with like any British pessimism, but what on earth? What on earth <laughs> happened to Lil Yachty? Like, I, I, I went away. I studied the album. I listened to it very carefully and... It wasn't before track 10 where I actually paid attention that whether he was saying any words or not. This is so left for me, but you know, in a festival setting, it could be enjoyable. So you were a fan of his before, right? I I, I was like, I, I listened to tidbits like here and there. I, I'm not like a loyal Lil Yachty fan, right? So like off the on the face of it, I approached it from a certain angle, but like this just completely, there, there is no angle. There is no angle. My mind melted at hearing this. The angle is prog and prog is the angle <laughs> and Pink Floyd is the angle. I mean, that's the thing, like I, th I think, one of the interesting things I've seen, I was reading a review of it this morning, but basically, apparently, when he announced the new album, Little Yachty said, I really wanted to be taken seriously as an artist, not just some SoundCloud rapper or some mumble rapper. And that's got like people quite annoyed, I mm -hmm. think, because a lot of people are like, well, what's wrong with being a SoundCloud rapper? You know, that kind of thing. And so I think some people are reacting negatively, not, not saying, not saying, yeah, but some people are <laughs> reacting negatively to the album because they're like, what the hell's wrong with SoundCloud rap? You know? Yeah. Um, and... I, I've got nothing against SoundCloud. I can't say I particularly listen to much Little Yachty. I, but I really like this album because it's just sort of utterly not what you expect. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not one of those people. I certainly don't think, like, you have to go prog rock to be serious. Like, absolutely not. But I do think, like, doing something totally unexpected and different uh, is, always, is always a good thing. I think he really pulls it off. That was my, that was my view, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Johan, yeah. you said you really liked it. I really liked it because I've always really liked Lil, Yoc Lil Yachty's playfulness. You, you know, with uh, Lil Lil Boat was his, uh, one of his first albums. That, you know, I, I loved that album because it was like, wow, this is a guy who's coming from rap, shall we say, even though he's always said he's not like your typical rapper. And I remember him and, and Lil Uzi Vert would get lots of crap from like, 
hip hop purists because they weren't able to improvise or or um, or battle or freestyle when they'd go to radio shows, hip hop radio shows, and it's like, look, I'm not that kind of, you know, I'm not like uh, LL Cool J or anything. I'm my own thing. I'm a I'm 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 a creative person who does things differently, and uh, I. It's it's in it's within his character to make an album like this and just go completely off the rails and and some people are saying oh you know because his last two albums aren't weren't really being as successful you know he's he, he this this might be a desperate move I don't think so I think he's he's fully in control he's having a lot of fun and the outcome is what's important is what's on the record they it the music is shiny it's got lots of color in it. Uh, I I have nothing against this record. It's so Pink Floyd as well. Like the first track. Yeah. Basically, you can hear the echoes of like six Pink Floyd songs. I think uh, Great Gig in the Sky on the run and re- really like specific kind of references to them. But it kind of works. It kind of like it, it, if all the record was was like that, it, I might not be into it. But like I think just dropping in these little these little hints, you know, it's like, you know, almost like a little wink. I've really enjoyed. Ma? Um, my opinion has nothing to do with um, the actual music because when I saw the album cover, I was like, I know exactly what this is gonna sound like. Like the album cover is this like AI mixed generated image of like a corporate setting or something, mm-hmm. and it's like a kind of image that I could like totally like see in the same universe as a group of Spanish singers that I feel like. It's the most interesting music that's been put out like globally and it's made here in Spain. And it's like most of them are under the record label um, or I don't know if it's a record label, it's just an agency maybe. It's called Russia IDK. And and it's like um, Tristan, Mori, Ed Rusowski. It's like a few, um, a group of a few kids, like most of them are very young and they're putting, it feels like a early Frank Ocean, like um, totally different. And their album covers normally are these images that are kind of spooky or funny or like yeah. um, twisted Hannah Montana um, uh, cover that Rosowski put out or a baby with a very big head or a horse that's blurry um, and it's kind of these kind of AI cursed images yeah. and and I was like oh my god Lil Yari listen to these people because a lot of the big artists listen to like independent independent artists that are putting out very good music and they just do it their way like I feel like Drake did that a lot and stuff but then I listened to the album and I was like I love my theory, but it's not at all what happened. It's just that they did the same album cover style, but the music is just like rock, kind of. I don't know how to describe it. But I do like that he just did a different route of his usual music. Yeah. I, um, and I feel like um, it's kind of... I, th- I think it was a TikTok that I saw, like someone, I don't remember who it was, like, um, and it was like... Uh, a black guy going to the studio saying like going to the studio to record another indie track just to be called uh, a rapper or or a trapper <laughs> or whatever and it's like yeah I I, un- I understand this it's like it's you are the image of what people think of the rapper so if you make indie music or rock music you're gonna be called a rapper rapper still yeah. and if, especially if you're called Lil Yari like it sounds like a rap name so you're gonna be it's, like thought of that I feel like there's a general direction for like where where rap has been going anyway like the whole time I was listening to the album I was thinking this is like Don Tolliver could have done this album mm-hmm. if they'd have 
crushed all the bass down. Mm -hmm. This would have been a Don Tolliver album. Yeah. And I ain't I ain't offended by that. Like I like Don Tolliver and I like that like people are being playful with it. I just really didn't expect it off the first track. But that's me going in with something. But having seen the way things are going, like obviously Tyler has really pushed like the boat out in terms of being really expansive uh on like a commercial level. So all the rappers that are coming up now, mm. they've probably seen that and gone, okay. Cool. Like I can I can try that. And that's not that is not a bad thing at all because you know, being boxed off is probably very uh as we said at the top of this program, it's probably very Gen X and not Gen Z. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's probably it's a good thing that he's like decided to go in these these ways that he has. It made me think a lot of Dean Blunt, uh -huh. in that he's someone who just does whatever the hell he likes. And you can get two releases from Dean Blunt literally on the same day and they're totally different. And he was like, great. You see, back when music was sold in stores and you had to have genres to make things easier for the consumer, this is me doing the the, 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 the boomer's planing, <laughs> Johan's uh, history teacher. Back in the day when there were record shops, you know, it was it was, it was was to make your life easier. It's like, oh, I'm going to go to the R&B section and have something from there. And if I've got a lot of money on me, because uh, it's the end of the, the first of the month, I'll, 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 go, I'll, I'll, I'll go to various genres. It was just an easy way. But now that that's just obsolete, music just exists on internet, What's the point of genre? Okay, I don't think genre is obsolete. I oh. think like, okay, because I get that like artists don't want to say what genre they are because you're always be like, no, I just make I just make Johan music, you know, whatever. But like, what's the like? People just people think about genres. I'm sorry, but people just do. Artists don't like them, but but people do. And like, you could either be like, well, this song has got fast, aggressive guitars and a straight drum beat and someone shouting loudly over the top or you could say it's a punk song you know what i mean and it's just like by you like, i'm not saying you have to rigidly adhere to genres but it just helps people to like work out what's going on in music this is one of my bugbears you know because i do think genre is genuinely is genuinely helpful you know i know right that if there is let's say a uk garage song if somebody mm. describes a song as uk garage i'm probably gonna like it more than if someone describes it as trance Okay, not definitely. Mm. But if I'm going to start with which song, I'm probably going to start with the UK Garage one. And, you know, that's like in, in three letters. Well, three letters if you say UKG. But, you know, or like, <laughs> uh, but and it just saves, saves so much time. And also, like, people do make incredibly original music. But, like, it's not in... Very little music is indescribable, if you know what I mean. Very little music is totally above the realm of, of any kind of genre. And then generally, when does some, something does come along like that, they give it another genre name. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, genre, love oh, it. The midweek's really gotten to you, eh? <laughs> it really has. Eh? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me give you opinions that are... <laughs> Uh, just for the sake of history and and uh, you know this uh, now that I, I had all this all these notes written about you know when hip hop dares to go other places you know because it's always been such a pure form and it's a music that was made by people who were from the fringes of society or whatever and, and it was their way of expression uh, all of a sudden well people were very precious with it it was very exciting in the early 90s when uh, very few rap groups decided to make music with heavy metal bands. You know, there was the and, and they they break the charts. No, there was uh, Run DMC with Aerosmith, who had that track "Walk This Way." It was a huge hit on MTV. Public Enemy with uh, Anthrax uh, doing "Bring the Noise." It was like there was very few examples of this. People were very scared of like crossing the streams, and uh, then eventually uh, there was this soundtrack. Did you ever see a film called Judgment Night? 
No. I can't remember who directed <laughs> it. I know it starred Emilio Estevez. Uh, um, Jeremy Piven, who plays Ari Golden on Entourage. It was one of his first, or well, one of the first roles I saw him in. He was in it. Uh, I think Dennis Leary. Anyway, the movie was terrible. It was terrible it, and it got critically panned. But out of that movie came this soundtrack called Judgment Night. And that was one of the, one of the, mm, uh, like, it was crazy at the time because it didn't happen that often where you would get a whole bunch of really credible hip hop artists in the same recording studio. Nothing, it wasn't like when you'd send a file uh, to some artist who's living in Oregon. You know, they actually got people in the studio. They got Biohazard in with uh, the, the Helmet with House of Pain. Biohazard was in there. Booyah Tribe joined forces with Faith No More. Cypress Hill uh, with Helmet and no. Yeah, I said them. Uh, Biohazard was with Onyx. That's it. Slayer with Ice T, and there was this. And it was at the time when there was a lots of lots of racial tension in the United States. There was the LA riots that that was happening because of the Rodney King beating from the police that was caught on video. So it was a very exciting time for these like generally white musicians who played in heavy metal bands with these uh, black musicians who were from hip hop acts. And it was a hell of a soundtrack. It was like, wow, what a shame that the movie didn't live up to the soundtrack. Very rarely has this ever happened. And uh, eventually, years later, you'd have things like Limp Bizkit and Linkin Park and stuff, which new metal, I'm not a fan of. But, you know, it was an important genre. It sold millions of records. And uh, that was my little history lesson notes that I had <laughs> here for you. But that, again, that's, that's one thing I really like about hip hop in the past, you know, decade, 15 years is, you know, I... I grew up mainly with like 90s hip-hop and it was like there were very strictly established rules you know and like there was as far as i could tell no out gay rappers there was no one who's going to be like wearing a dress there was no one who's like you, you know that kind of thing and i love like in the past few years that's just gone Paff, who cares you know yeah. like right we'll kind of do that which i which i think is is kind of fabulous that's one of the things i really might like most i i think and and again this this album well little yoddy is quite a good Example of it, he just, as far as I know, doesn't give a shit about hip hop history, you know, and yeah. he's being criticized for it, but he's just like, ah, whatever, I can't freestyle, yeah. I, don't, I don't care. Um, and has made an album that, that has blown things up again, you know. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, I, I guess, as I said at the start, the only thing maybe slightly is like he kind of like presented it as just like, right, let's become a real artist, you know, and it's taken seriously. It's like, who wants to be taken seriously? But you know? it's, it's, it's kind of cruel that when really successful artists who are pop artists, Lil Yachty, you can consider him a pop artist, uh, try to do something credible and a bit riskier and, and people, a lot of people just won't, they'll be tripping him up online. It's like, no, 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 mate, you're, you're, trying, to, you're trying to take up too much. Remember when Miley Cyrus made an experimental psych pop album with the Flaming Lips? Oh, yeah, it was so good. Bangers. No, no, no was it? No, not the bangers. next one, My Dad. My, my dead, dead pet. It was my Cyrus like yeah. and dead pet. Yeah, yeah. like it's a typical Wayne Coiny type of title, and it's not that bad. It it's is very good. It's very underrated. good, but it got yeah. critically panned, uh, and and the fan, the my, the pure diehard Miley fans were like, "Okay, we love you, Miley. We're gonna like allow it, but." Uh, come on, go back to making Wrecking Ball or what's the latest thing that's now everything? What's flowers. The, flowers, you know, oh, she's having a moment again. Uh, but it was, I thought it was very cruel that they didn't let, you know, that not cruel, it's just sort of, it feels a little bit unfair when pop artists aren't allowed to, you know, stray a little bit. From yeah, the but mainstream. I even like the narrative. Like, I agree and I really like the Dead Pets albums and, I, and it's very cool to go back and see how nobody cared about it <laughs> back then. But, I don't like the narrative of, oh, I'm making serious music now. Like, 
the the music you did before was serious too. I like that you're into something different and that you're brave enough to change um, your, your style completely. But I don't like saying like, oh, that was not serious. This is serious. It's like, no, doing yeah. pop music was serious too. Now you got tired of it or, or you want to change. But like diminishing pop music is like, okay, are you like... 13 and you want to say you only listen to Nirvana because that makes you seem cooler like come on grow up I, uh, say you like <laughs> the Spice Girls too I don't know I just uh, read a, a rumor that l looks like one of those rumors oh, that yes. might become true that I think it's Spice Girls might reunite the, including Victoria uh, for the king's yeah. uh, crown coronation yeah but that's kind of Good not grief. for the king oh my god girls yeah come not on come on, come wasn't on. it for the king wasn't it for yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah but like <laughs> Girls reunite for something like actually like cool, not the yeah. royalty. Oh, oh, no. you, <laughs> you Listen, watch, no, you, you, you ain't gonna ask the me crown. the question. Don't ask me the question. <laughs> you I ain't you live there. You live in the United Kingdom. Go on, go on, hit me. Uh, how, what's life been like since Elizabeth departed? The Queen Elizabeth departed. You know. You have the, this. This the feeling has nosedived now. We're, Wow, this is existential. <laughs> All I'm going to say is, is that like the like the feeling is that, you know, life has continued. There hasn't really been enough time for the new uh, head of state to really implement anything, I'd say, for the regular person in the UK. So we yet to see. All right, let's let's keep with the entertainment part because <laughs> obviously, whenever there's a queen, whenever there used to be a queen's jubilee and stuff, you know, it's like okay, uh, they they pull all the stops, you know, everything. So I'm apart from the rumor of Spice Girls reuniting to play this show to for for Charlie. <laughs> what are there any other? The big C. I don't know where I'm going with this. Are there any other? <laughs> are, there, are, are, are there any sort of artists like is Stormzy gonna perform or you know like are they gonna try and be credible? The Crown be credible with the young kids and like yeah, Stormzy's gonna. If do you I think would, Stormzy would perform at this? I would. Thing? I mean, if I had to pick any particular artist to be playing, I would figure that Stormzy might might be in the mix somewhere because he he's one of those artists that's transcended the the whole you know. I only fit a certain box for a certain crowd, right? Like you have 40, 50, 60 year olds listening to Stormzy because when they dip into his album, it's not just, it's not grime, it's not rapping, it's not anything like that. There's gospel in there. There's a yeah. whole multi-layered yeah. person behind that album. So like there's always something for everyone, whether you're 20 or 60. Yeah. So I'm figuring that, and he's become one of those people, you know, that's very hard to like transcend, especially being from South London, being from the black community, like to become a national figure in music that like, you know, Clive from Wolverhampton can listen to, which I know doesn't really hit for the for the RPS kind of crowd, but like I, the, uh, what's the equivalent? What's the equivalent of Clive from Wolverhampton? Uh, 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 Manel from Manel from San Cugat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, uh, Roger no, de Limporda. <laughs> Roger de Limporda. There, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. and, and but hang on, we were saying Limporda is a big, big center of musical talent just last yeah, week. Oh, is it? No, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Okay, all right, all right. Wrong, Ampor, wrong place. Posh. Wrong place. All right, Ampor, all right. That's where all the posh people from Barcelona go to spend their all right. weekends. Jaime de Valladolid. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, there we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, but you know, there's Stormzy, and I figure that Ed Sheeran. Probably 
enter there as well because he's again another person who's just like Ed Sheeran looks like a figurehead he would play for the royalty yeah. I don't know why when you started that sentence it sounded like you're about to say he looks like and then offend him somehow so like yeah it's, it's kind of offensive like I, me- and I meant it that way like he looks like the dude that would play at the royal thing I hope they invite Sam Smith to perform because Sam Smith he's uh, we're gonna I think we'll just mention this he's going through a lot of they they, sorry they are going through an extreme uh, horrible uh, online bullying because they released a video clip recently where you know the, 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 the person they have physically changed from the the young Sang Smith who debuted debuted with the sleek black suits and was the sort of looked like a like a choir boy kind of you know very angelical very you know the oh if the kind of lad that if he comes through your door a mother would be like oh lovely that you're bringing your friend Sam Smith home he's such a mm. I don't know this is <laughs> some weird <laughs> fantasy you've got really. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in, in Spanish, in Spanish, there's this the 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 yerno perfecto, the, the concept mm-hmm. of the yerno yeah. perfecto, the, the the perfect son-in-law yeah, yeah, yeah. that you would want your daughter to wed. That kind mm-hmm. of uh, uh, metaphor, no? So Sam Smith was the kind of you know. Whereas if your kid walked in with a uh, slow tie, maybe a parent would be like, "Ooh, but you know, I." As, <laughs> I'm a parent. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you you just projecting your worries about your future? You you haven't you haven't briefed him on the garden. The garden. Uh, I I tend to get into gardens that I can't get out of. Um, So anyway, (laughs) Sam Smith is facing a lot of bullying because uh, they look. uh, They're celebrating their pride and uh, and and they're looking fantastic. But a lot of people had uh, strong opinions about. Oh, you know, uh, my children used to love Sam Smith, and why are they watching this video clip? It's grotesque and stuff. And it's like what's your problem uh, so that's why I think it would be wi- I think he would be a great person to perform for the millions I, like, of people who tune in to watch that I coronation I think that yeah I think Sam Smith would be a, a very important figure to have during a coronation and I am in shock that there are still a large amount of people out there who would continue to do this kind of like this online bullying stuff like you know it's been a good two or three years where it's like body image has slowly become normalized very slowly and it's that that's work that that's been probably what like 30 40 years in the process of like normalizing stuff like the dad bod and blah 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 and like yeah sure like you can run it in daily conversations as a joke or whatever but like sam smith is fucking amazing he they are incredible they are an incredible musician from the very beginning until now nothing has changed their talent remains the same and it only remains to say, and it goes for the same in the DJ circuit as well, that like the, particularly the Twitter crowd now is so loud, it is obscene. Mm-hmm. When someone does a bad blend, that's it. Their career could be over in a flash because there is just a torrent of of ones from Valladolid waiting to absolutely slew them. Why? Why? Just let the people breathe. I'm going to say, if if King Charles has problems with a pen, I don't see Sam Smith getting a big invitation <laughs> to the coronation, but yeah, we'll, yeah. We, we will see. But Mo, so one, one of the reasons we, we, we brought you in today is because uh-huh. we wanted to get your pick. We haven't spoken about the, the Primavera Sound 2023 lineup for a while. Okay. Um, and we would, you like, we're, we, we've got my picks, generally Cardigan Indie, Mars picks, generally, you know. Girlies. Yeah. Johan's picks. Classic rock. No worries. No, wor- no, no worries. Ah, no worries. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. I'm very excited about no, no worries. No worries. That is big. 
big. That is very big because uh, the, the one, you know, we were we were talking about this with the booking team. Like a lot of artists don't usually come in the UK. You're blessed because every artist starts their European tour in the UK. Mm. Even if they don't go to the rest of Europe, they will play UK because you can. It isn't just London and Manchester. You know, you can play like nearly every major city, and you're going to have an incredible packed crowd. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, financially viable. No, uh, a lot of American hip hop artists or artists from the R&B, hip hop, uh, urban, if you will, don't come to Spain because back in the day, album sales wouldn't wouldn't sort of warrant the sort of, oh yeah, this is a territory worth going to because lots of people buy our albums. Mm. That one, one reason. Secondly, it's just that there were never any guarantees that you would fill the kind of venues that they're used to filling in the United States or the UK or Germany. So no worries. There's no way in hell you'd get to see the no worries in Spain if they weren't playing a festival like Primavera Sound. So what's your first pick? <laughs> well, I mean, my my first pick, I guess for our friend at home who's listening to the show, they've they've heard everything that has been played at the moment. Uh, you've allowed me some relative creative freedom with the soundtrack, so thank you. And there's been people like Kalela who I, I can't even, like, hearing Washed Away on, on a loud sound system will make me cry. I cry listening yeah. to that track anyway. And then we dipped into Black End, who I think is a personal pick of mine from my own back catalogue, so... For people who don't know Black N, he is a artist and choreographer who's from Salford, which is just outside Manchester. Ah. And the, he's like from deep electronic music. Like I'm talking like very experimental, has worked with the likes of Space Africa before, uh, has co uh, choreographed stuff for Kanye, uh, for something to do with Donda, I think, but, uh -huh. uh, back in the day. Uh, just an all-round, multi-hyphenate, fantastic artist. Like, but if you want to know the reality, you know, in, when people visit Manchester or they visit the UK and they go, it's really grey and rainy here. If you want that soundtrack, but the harsh reality of life living under that particular climate, Black End is your go-to. And then, you know, skipping along to this, this track is absolutely mental. JPEG Mafia, I cannot believe JPEG Mafia is coming to Primavera because, again, just like JPEG Mafia is in the same boat as what we were talking about at the top of the hour, right? Lil Yachty doesn't fit into a box. JPEG Mafia chucks out a whole load of stuff like this album that this track boards from. Is, it just goes all over the place. It just veers left, right, center. And like, I can already picture, I can picture the mosh bits of this track. I can see it. I can see it. It's going to be hot. It's going to be sweaty. People are going to be on their like eight drink of choice i'm not gonna name a particular drink because some of us don't drink but they're gonna have a great time i i've got to say one of the interesting things is right that um i must have looked at the primavera lineup about a million yeah. times <laughs> and i it, it still surprised me like basically when when you sent over your list i was like it's black and playing i literally hadn't seen it and it still kind of like um throws surprises at me uh like i didn't like I'd, I'd basically forgotten that a lot of people <coughs> yeah, were playing Black Ain or, or, or JPEG I would like JPEG is playing <laughs> I want to see JPEG oh my god so excited but there's there's other people uh, playing too like uh, Yana Rush fantastic booking personally if you ask me Yana Rush being one of the mainstays of the Duke and Footwork scene like which is a scene that I originally started DJing and so like, I always hark back to that when I'm doing a set or like in my own time or like when I do radio shows I always implement that Yana fantastic incredible actually you can hear it now you can hit the very timely god it's like I do radio or something <laughs> uh, and then you have other people Arthur Verakai again an incredible booking like uh, if 
anyone at home has listened to Bad Bad Not Good in the past couple of years mm. and has seen that name pop up or if you listen to the latest Fabio De Nascimento album he's on there as well and there's just this sense of grandeur again that picks up because I feel like having been at Primavera last year you get the waves don't you you get the waves of like the hard hitting stuff uh, at at 2 a.m. and you're like what the hell is going on and then you get like the times where things pick up and they build like Celeste when Celeste performed or Jesse Ware performed last year there's this sense of grandeur and orchestration that comes in yeah. Arthur Verakai all I'm going to say is the bookers that are listening that have planned the lineups if they don't put Arthur Verakai on at sunset I am going to fume yeah it's no, good. yeah, yeah. The, uh, Yvonne from Booking, she she said that usually booking team when they think of artists, they they're already thinking of the slot. That's why they mm. don't sort of just oh right, we got all these artists, let's figure out how to Tetris this into a slot and stuff. No, they already think okay, who do we get for the seven o'clock? You know, the sunset, the sunset moment, and they'll have a list, and then uh, and they work on from there. Great work, Yvonne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to the booking team. <laughs> can, can, can I ask about because I I. I think I recognised everyone on your list apart uh-huh. from one. Go on. Uh, I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong in that case, but Lala. Oh, Lala Ace. Ace, right. So okay. Lala, <laughs> Lala Ace, I had the pleasure of, of interviewing years ago, like the, her first UK interview. And she is was uh, in previous times called like the queen of French cloud rap. So she came from oh. a collective called uh, 667 or CC Set with like Freeze Corleone and like lots of other cloud rappers in France. And now she's just, she still does that, but like, again, has become kind of a multi-hyphenate. The genres don't define. Mm. So like she does everything. And this latest album that dropped with um, Lojack, which came out via Pan, incredible. It's like, again, it's very spacey. It's very experimental. It's all very low pace, low end, but it's great and it's fantastic. And uh, Lala attracts a massive crowd every time she performs in, in France. I feel, I feel like it's probably an exclusive to get her here in Spain because I don't think she does a lot of stuff outside of francophone speaking regions so you know go listen to Basil Mortel which is the album and then you'll you'll know exactly like what the vibe is and also dip into the back catalogue because it goes through everything it goes through like reggaeton-esque stuff it goes through reggae-esque things it goes through the cloud rap bits Lala is fantastic what kind of time would Lala be on in your, I mean, oh, no, 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 here so, we no, go. We're, we're not like, you know, breaking oh, no. any rules because none of us know what time Lala Ace is going to go. <laughs> what, what, what would be the, the best kind of time? I'd, I'd argue that Lala, for the for the variety that Lala plays, it's either uh, near, it's a pre, pre-midnight, so maybe like a 10 p.m., 11 p.m. Or oh. uh, if you're going to get, say, if it was just that album exclusively, it's probably... Uh, if I'm referring to last year, which I know is probably isn't the thing to do, but it helps me frame it. 7, 8 p.m. at the NCS stage, that kind of mm. thing, you know? Like, which for people who haven't been to Primavera before, the NCS stage was, if I'm right, it's in a parking lot. Yeah. yeah. And it was and it was crazy. <laughs> and I remember seeing Erica DeCassia play there last year, yeah. who I like I have a crush on, and yeah. I just cried. I just mm-hmm. cried. It was fantastic. So yeah. that, that, that that's where I'd place Lala, personally. I've got a question, right? Something that, uh, as an experienced radio person like yourself. Oh, gosh. You're going to out me now. (laughs) When you first play an artist, right, and you don't know how the name is pronounced, Mm -hmm. what do you do? Do you literally just go to the people like, look, how do you say this? Or do you try to style it out? Or, as as I tend to do, <laughs> just get it wrong. Forget about it until I'm playing it and then get it wrong. I was about to get Lala Ace wrong. It, it, it depends, to be honest, because for me at this point, I always make sure that I name check. But, but perhaps in my earlier days, I I would 
I would guess. And then, you know, the, I always tag them. You know, we live in the social media era and I've been doing radio for the, this whole time within social media's framework. So, mm. you know, you tag them in stuff and whatever and then they'd share it. And then maybe I'd, I'd like, this is out of myself now. Maybe I'd, I'd DM them from time to time. It doesn't happen a lot, but I'd be like, how do you actually say this? Did I say it right? I'm sorry if I didn't. And then they reply. And then if they, if you do, it's like, you know, sweats off because you, every link you take seriously, right? Every time you put the mic up, you go, I have to nail it. After nail it. And if you get the name wrong, then the whole thing goes to pot, really, doesn't it? <laughs> I know, I know. I used to be really, like, precious about that, about how, when I'd see, watch TV and see a journalist, like, an older journalist pronouncing a young man's name badly. Yeah. I would never forgive them <laughs> until I made the same mistake recently. <laughs> I wanted to crawl under the, a rock and die. Uh, remember? Chica Coyote. Eta yeah. Chicote. No, but that hey? wasn't your fault. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it was so improvised. It was a Twitch stream. It, we were doing a Twitch stream and uh, bless them. It's an incredible power duo from Bilbao. And, and I'm still getting it wrong. It's a... Uh, and I'm looking for their name on the on the lineup just to not <laughs> m mess up again. But uh, uh, Niño Coyote Eta Chica Tornado or something like that. What yeah. did you call? When I, Chica Coyote Eta <laughs> Tornado Chico. It's, it's just word economy. It's fine. Don't blame yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I should have just sort of been elegant. It's like, please say your name no, because it's lovely no, when you say it. Been... That, that, that's another trip. No, I do that too. Sometimes I go like, you know. Introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a bit about yourself. But obviously I've been, been doing radio for so long. It's not like a, hello, welcome to Radio Primavera Sound. I'm here with Blah Blah. Can you just introduce yourself for us? It's like, you know, there's a whole story behind it that I get into. So then when the link happens, this is some real radio tech now. So like radio basic, like novices, listen to this. When you tell the story, you let it flow out of them. And then that way you haven't asked, what's your name? Mm -hmm. It's a good trick. I when was... you get Nilo for Yanya the next time. Oh, <laughs> no, that's so oh, the no. one you messed to be, up. To be fair, to be because we don't have the umlaut in English, it, it does catch you out. You go, <laughs> Well, I was basically, I thought I knew how to, the problem with this was I thought I knew how to pronounce the name. Um, and we played quite a lot of her music. And then one day I went to interview her. Um, and she was really, really, really super nice. And we got like, um, we got about halfway through the interview. And she, she was like, Actually, it's Nilifer, <laughs> not Nilufer. And, and I wouldn't say, but like when I was at school, ever so often a, a new teacher would come in and they'd call me Nilufer. And I, I just really hated it. And I was like, oh, oh. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> you removed some childhood trauma. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sorry, Nilufer. And yeah. I keep on having to correct you two, who still keeps on. Yeah. Nilufer. Nilufer. I was really. Marla is someone I'm really looking forward oh. to seeing. Listen, Ma Marla for me, if like. Without Mala, I wouldn't really have dipped my toe into electronic music in a really big way. And mm. uh, the, the particular track that I picked to soundtrack uh, to help soundtrack the show, Change, from Mala in Cuba. Mala in Cuba is on my Death Row albums. That is <laughs> such a fantastic album. That really hit me at a time. It came out in 2010. I was literally just getting into music. And I remember this coming to me. And I, as I described to all of you outside the office, I'm, I'm ambiguously brown. I am an enigma. I've taken concepts from the world and I've tried to build them into myself. So like being in white Britain didn't really resonate with me. Mallet and Cuba fit the bill perfectly. It had that feeling which could sit on Giles Peterson's show. It had that feeling which dragged me to somewhere new because I could probably relate to a Cuban more than I could relate to Jack from Wolverhampton. And Wolverhampton's really getting a bad yeah, rap today. Paul Sorry, Jesus. I need to switch cities. Uh, and it just... Bolton. Perfectly. Ipswich. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's run with that. And and then Mala in Cuba came. 
and like knowing the whole story behind it, how he went there, how he actually like, you know, from the sampling to actually getting people, local people on to the album and then bringing it to people. I feel like it's his most underrated project that's released because people just see him and they go, oh, Digital Mystics, play Changes again. And you're like, there's more, there's more to the story. Like, sure, go to, go to catch him play with Iration Steppers uh, at Subdubbing Leeds, fine, go to that. That's amazing too. But like, just take your time with this. And I believe as well, equally as Arthur Verakai is going to bring some grandeur, Mala is going to do the same thing. And it's going to just be mind blowing. Ma, do you think uh, Mala and Cubis is best uh, record? Or do you prefer something <laughs> work with the digital interest? I'm still trying to find the name in the line. I know. I'm like, where is it? It's How is it spelled? M-A-L-A. Because it's even like, even though the lineup, when you look at the poster, you've got like, Three, three sizes of fonts. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. you've got the really big ones for like Rosalia, Calvin Harris. Then you've got the mid-level one for like Arlo Parks, Death Grips, and those are those are in alphabetical order. And it's still taking me ages to find I, some of these names. Have I really outed you guys here by doing my mm-hmm. research? No, we're just out there as the people who still don't know the lineup. We're, we're very open about it. Oh man, some festival announced its lineup the other day and did so with a poster that had it was absolutely unreadable. The deck it was, yes, it was horrible. I was like, "What is going on here?" It's like literally. Please, please go search it. Like search it now, guys. It's it's just an absolute mess. I think like it's very blurry. I mean, literally, I couldn't read it, which isn't isn't very helpful. And I was, and like there were the artists been like, "Yeah, we're playing deck mentality. It's like, "Well, I'm glad you said that." Because uh, <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. But is it this one that's moving, or did you see it? Uh, no, I, I think the the people, the artists, put up just pictures. They didn't put up moving images. So I think it was just still, which doesn't help probably. Thing is, Deckman still has such prestige now, doesn't it? Like everyone I know who's like real a diehard, like really into like obscure electronica, or like or, or or like, well, it's got mainstream or not mainstream, but you know, big names for club for club styles. Yeah, like no, they're like, always like that's the one now. That's the one that you have to go to if you're interested in electronics. Oh, there we are. It's not bad, but it's all blur. Yeah. I, I no, can't. But, I, no, but imagine, you're you're seeing it on a bigger screen because you're on your laptop. Imagine seeing it yeah, on your Instagram okay. feed. And bear yeah. in mind, there is there are some world class DJs playing who are also incredible, and I would kill to go see. But like, they they I had to know that from their feed, not the Deck Mantel website. The other thing is, you start to kind of read it, and you're like, okay, this is alright, and then like your eyes just like, no, no, I'm not having this, and you get like about three lines down, it's like, no, I'm I'm not doing it. Anyway, Deck Mantel, please, please. <laughs> Please change the colours. Very good festival, <laughs> but my God. Uh, any other recommendations before we, we uh, move on to uh, Mars friend Ava Max? Well, mm-hmm. you just uh, the track that you just heard coming out here into the person we just spoke about, Sudan Archives, again, fantastic. Like the, the project that got dropped by yeah. Stone's Throw is, is is wild. I played her on my, uh, on my last show on Radio 1. Like, I feel like, again, Sudan Archives has had a very slow build and I would wish that more people would cotton on. But so again, my recommendation would be go listen to Natural Brown Prom Queen and then you can do the working out for yourself. But yeah. I just feel like, again, it goes through several lanes. It goes through several changes. And that's what I really like. And that's obviously something that Stones throw a signature for all the time. They, they, You can never guess what they're going to chuck out. Yeah. And I think it's lovely from them. Uh, and then I guess finally, Thames. Thames and LSD, Thames. LSD XOXO. They're both on very opposing like sides of the scale. But like, you know, Thames... Like I'm waiting for new new music and I assume that some may come mm-hmm. before the festival because we, we've been waiting. It's been two years, like, no, sorry, three years. I forgot we're in a new year. It's been three years since the last album. And then LSD XOXO, this is going to be a riot. That is just going to be a pure riot. 
Will Ava Max bring a pure right, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> let's listen. Let's listen to a cut yes. from Ava Max to segue into our album of the week here on the weekly review. Ava Max. I did not know who Ava Max was until Ben said, how about we review Diamonds and Dance Floors for this album of the week? But Mar, I know, is going to tell us a little bit of the her backstory. Who is Ava Max? I, I, I'm so sorry that I'm not like, I'm not going to be bringing the full story because one of the things about Ava Max is that she's, there's this group of pop girls um, that they have millions of streams, but people re don't really know who they are. Like Baby Rexa, like she is yeah. like one of the most popular singers when it comes to streams. But at the same time, who is Baby Rexa? We don't really know. Like um, if you saw her down the street, maybe would you wouldn't even her. know. And I wouldn't either. But at the same time, I love this kind of genre of singers that it's like, why, why does she have everything it takes to be like literally to be the most popular and she is but at the same time who is Ava Max like we don't know she's just like a, I don't know if she changed her hairstyle but she had like half um, yeah yeah, yeah the, she's changed her hairstyle yeah she the, changed, she's, she's the changed Ava Max what, what we only knew about her and now and now it's not even that that uh, it's more unrecognizable but I I I don't know there's something about her like uh, this like Twitter side that I mean like all the gays and the girls and the dems and the days um, it's like they're obsessed with um, pop girls and and Ava Max is one of them like why like they're the only ones like uh, rooting for her like yeah. yes we've been waiting and at the same time like we were saying um, with Sam Smith that he's been so criticized and stuff <laughs> Ava Max it, it, it wasn't the same thing, but um, she put out like, oh, yeah, I'm putting out my album um, next year or whatever. Um, and she um, showed the album cover <laughs> and it was so ugly. Like she got bullied out of that album cover. Like um, people were like, it's so ugly. It's so ugly. It's so ugly. Like the fans, like the, the type of fans that you have as this kind of. Um, pop singer like Charlie XCX yeah. that she got to sign like all these poppers and, and all these like the ashes of someone's mom and all this weird stuff that the gays made, made her do like this type of fans have no mercy so they bullied her like this is ugly and then she changed it and she has a, a different one and I think that it's much better like it was ugly what this one yeah this one's the good one the <laughs> one that that she has now it's a full body yeah. um, shot like, like her a, bit of, a little bit Little Mermaid no it yeah. looks like yeah. Ariel it, yeah it, and, but it's like kind of catchy and the other one was very 2010s like uh, her face only and, and with diamonds as well but it, it, it was not it was not giving anything um, and and I, I, I like this fantasy that people can really bully singers out of doing things like yeah. well, like Beyonce when she had a lyric and she had to you yeah. know, take it out. And yeah, but pull yeah, that, that was like kind of out of respect. And in this case, Eva Max just did it out of like, I don't know, guys. Um, yeah, but, giving into but it, pressure. Um, when it's not like insulting someone else's body, it's it's fun. Exactly. It's, if it's their tasting graphic it, yeah, design, yeah, it's like, look, you have yeah. bad tasting graphic yeah. design. You know, it's okay. You live with it. Uh, but okay, I'm, I love the fact that we're talking about an artist who isn't a Nepo baby uh, <laughs> the, this week. Uh, apparently, uh, she's she's of Albanian descent. Her parents are Albanian, just like Dua Lipa. 
and uh, they struggled the, to get to the United States. The first they migrated, uh, they left, uh, they, they they escaped uh, communist Albania, uh, the communist regime to. Uh, moved to Paris and they met someone, uh, an American lady, who offered them safe passage <laughs> to America and like, managed to get their visas in order. They didn't speak any English and they were working three jobs each without speaking the language and stuff, so they were probably doing the jobs that no one wants to do. Uh, so she came from, she, you know, she, she came from modest, a modest household, shall we say, of, of immigrants uh, to the United States and she, she worked hard. She started competing in, in talent contests since she was very young. And uh, her tale is like uh, the like, like Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, that movie. You know, uh, she she went to LA to try to make it. She got preyed on uh, by all these mm, creepy producers and songwriters. Uh, you know, she had all those kind of bad experiences, but she stuck to it. She stuck through, and uh, luckily she met a the her the producer who has uh, produced uh, Diamonds and Dance Floors. Um, whose name I do not have in my notes uh, in, in a different color for me to find but I will find it uh, who was uh, the nicest person ever so she finally found her own trust and Circuit you mean Circuit is the producer's uh, yeah code name that's it. Uh, he has a real name as well that he was baptized with, but I don't know. Henry Russell Walter. <laughs> there yeah, you the go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> journalist okay. Ben is in action. No, no, this... I'm just quickly on, on, oh. on, on Wikipedia. Yes, thank you. Uh, and this is her second album. I love the fact that it's it sounds like an album made in the 2000s. Yeah, it's pop. Like, it's literally pop music. And, and I, I like that someone is like, not like Lil Yari being afraid of the world pop because it's like we need electricians and we need pop stars and she's giving us the, the pop star area like <laughs> this is, um, that is a t-shirt we need electricians and we need pop stars Lady of San Cugat catch that on the uh, Primavera merch store (laughs) (laughs) I swear I've been fantasizing about weekly review merch and this is gonna be the first one where is it because the banner of you three with the like office wear sick why is that not on a (laughs) t-shirt I like we the need. picture where Mar yassified us. That was yes. good. That, that should definitely go. Out. Merch coming soon. <laughs> can, I, can I? Can I? Can I offer a, a small wrinkle of of no criticism? No. Oh, okay, <laughs> I thought you were going to say criticism. Yeah, just a wrinkle. Just a, okay. just a sp- really good songs. Okay. Yes. Really good production. Yeah. Isn't it a bit generic? Absolutely nothing new on it. So. If it's not well, broken, why change it? Well, okay. It's okay. But it's... I know, but like... Right, she's into... Right, okay, department she's in, stores need music to put on the background. This okay. is department store <laughs> music. This is the <laughs> kind of music uh, that, that, that helps. That is, I feel like what you two have said is worse than what Ben said. Yeah, it, no, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I wasn't criticized. <laughs> but it's a genre... You remember how Mall Wave became a thing? Like the oh, music Jesus. that they play yeah. in malls in the 90s, that kind no, of background music. This is mall wave. The new, new. This is a uh, Berska wave or or Stradivarius wave. Uh, what? So, so it's not even corte inglés wave. <laughs> no, not corte inglés wave. This is like like a te- teenager uh, clo- uh, fast fashion store uh, music, uh, which is not a bad thing necessarily. I'm just curious that everyone, a lot of major players in pop, like David Guetta, The Weeknd, uh, even Coldplay, are using this kind of electronic drum beat. The which is kind of 80s mm-hmm, indebted. Yeah. It was very popular with Ed Bangers, the Ed Banger label, and all the, uh, Sebastian, uh, even Daft Punk in the in the um, late 2000s. 
and all of a sudden she's decided to like make an entire album with this drum beat uh at different tempos and stuff but it's this drum this uh, this this electronic beat all throughout well okay i i've got literally a note about this okay so i'm gonna use it um there's a song called sleepwalker right mm. good song but it sounds to me like what have i written uh abba no, aha, via the weekend by Harry Styles. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay. Okay, but that's good. These are good singers. I don't know. If yeah, I but, was all right, beaten, all right. Listen, okay. Marty's been having a really good time <laughs> until now. You're going to ruin the last 10 minutes of the show for with this. No, but I don't know. It, it, I understand what you're saying. Like, it feels like something we've already heard, and it feels like the weekend, like all these mainstream artists. But that's the whole thing. Like, it feels like that, but it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like she's trying to do that. Like, it sounds like she wanted to do a pop album and she did one. But, okay, right. Another like example. Like a very genre, like you want, like in a box. Like you can say Eva Max is a pop So singer. what's her previous album like this? I don't have no idea. I think she <laughs> 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 She's a fan she, of the haircut, not the album. She has um, this one, Cute and... Cute Bad Psycho or something like that. It was a really huge one. It's the one that made her like kind of famous. Um, and it was a pop song. Like, But all right. Okay. Just just one, one, one final point from me on this, if I may. Right. The song Million Dollar Baby. Okay. Sounds to me a lot like Lady Gaga. Right. Yeah. But without the weirdness. In fact, her timber is a bit Gaga-esque. Her mm-hmm. voice is slightly between Lady Gaga and um, what's the, the young Ariana Grande. And she's got all the like ma 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 bits in it, right? Okay, yeah. but it's kind of Lady Gaga without the wrinkles. You know what I mean? It's Lady Gaga without the experimental art weird side. Mm. And I quite like the experimental art weird side of Lady Gaga. But I, you already have Lady Gaga, you know. <laughs> I love how you, I love how mother you were with that person. You already have Lady Gaga. Yeah, you're almost like you... a contestant on on Drag Race. Yeah. You already have Lady Gaga. So now, and it's now a, you also have Ava Max. It's a personal quest now to make sure um, you understand that I don't know you that you like Ava Max. I love the theme of sorry. Yeah, Ben. Uh, does Diamonds and Dance Floor's song really have to reference uh, Eiffel 65's Blue, though? That's a bit That's a bit beyond the pale. Eiffel 65? Which song was that? Was yeah, that a Eurodance song? You, you, was you that? Know. I'm blue. Da, 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 da. Ah. I'm blue. Da, da, Are da, you da, against da, that? Da, da, yes. Da, 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 da. Then, then you're discredited. Like, that's a great song. It really isn't a great song. It's a great it's a historical It's like Baby song. Shark. It's like Baby Shark. Exactly. Mm. Important. No. Like oh how... my God, just you wait. Just oh you wait. Oh my God, it's very but important. If you ever have children, if you ever have children, I'm going to come around I'm just going to laugh at you. I'm just going to be like, how are you doing that song you've heard 18 million times? You said it was good. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Uh, the eighth track, In the Dark, contains dark melodies and lyrics about being loved only at night. I'm amazed by that concept. Being loved only at night. What do what does she mean by that? Like, is it? Oh, she. Lit- I think she's very like speci- um, specific, li- literal in that song. She's like, oh, I woke up and you were already gone. Like, you only want to be with me at night for and the then, booty call. And, yeah, and then you leave at, in the morning. I was thinking like like you <laughs> know like some it's people. It's not like a metaphor of anything. It's like I woke up and you weren't there. You were yeah. You left and didn't even stick around for breakfast and stuff. Yeah. But imagine if she was going further. Like imagine like you're only lo- remember that Pet Shop Boys song. You only love me. You only tell me you love me when you're drunk. 
I thought that's such yeah. an incredible title because it's so true in so many cases where, you know, all of a sudden alcohol will make you like, I, really, I love you, but the rest of the time, I, I don't know. Uh, do you want? Do you, I've got a quote about In the Dark because uh, she spoke to Apple Music about it. It's uh -huh. quite good. I have a 19-year-old niece. She was talking to me in the studio and she was like, you should write a song about how sometimes guys don't want to hike with girls in the morning, how guys just want to bang and leave and they just want to see you in the That's dark. That's what the niece said. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The niece. Good grief. Whose name is Denise. No. <laughs> what, what are they? Like, does she literally mean hike or is hike some kind of no, weird... No, because that's something that people do. Is, in that, LA, that, like, go, let's go they, for a hike, like a social... Yeah. Like, oh, she actually means... Huh? I thought hike was like... They don't want to no, hike no, they you. go on, on a hike. Let's what, go on what, a how hike. How do you two know? Like, is this common knowledge? Yeah, if you have internet access. Another. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no! no. <laughs> Wow. Sort of I, didn't, I didn't even say a bad thing about this album and here I am getting sleuthed. <laughs> no, because okay, it, it. think of it, like going on a hype, it's cheap because you don't have to like, if, if you're like young and you're like, I don't know, ha, ha, struggling to pay rent, you know, going for a hike is like healthy. It's fun. You're, you're, you're both looking forward like, you know, it's not as awkward as meeting in a cafe. You know, it's a great date, hike dates, I apparently. Feel like, I feel like that's very, that's very anti-post night after in, in Britain. Well, that, yeah. after involves frozen, no. frozen sausage You're, rolls and, yeah. and uh, you know what? What would we? Be yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't go on a hike the night, the morning after, I guess. But in LA, in LA, that's in LA, that's yeah, the they thing. go to like specifically the in the hills that they have that the, horrible hill. Yeah. And it's it, every movie or every series that's shot in LA. There's if there's a hike scene, it seems to always be filmed at this in the same place, and it's really dry and barren. Yeah, it's this really ugly. It's sort like of, Carretera de las Aguas here in yes. in Barcelona. It's like they go there like. A it's lot. like not I even green. Why, there's no, there's no forest. There's no trees. I remember there was a scene in, there was a legendary scene in that movie, Robert, Robert Alban movie, Shortcuts, where Robert Downey and Chris Pan, they, well, and and uh, in Modern Family, when they're going, they're going for hikes, they go to this same horrible park, and it's. Uh, I don't know. It's like I would never go there. It's, it's totally. I'd rather go to a really nice. You'd just park. bang and leave, wouldn't you? I just, <laughs> no, I make pancakes. Uh, <laughs> I've got a pancake recipe, uh, but only for my one. Um, uh, <laughs> but just to just to just to fantasize with the concept. Imagine that there was this thing where you you're a person that is you know you're like a different kind of person when you're in the club. You know when you wear, especially if you're one of these flamboyant club goers where you have your whole. Your, your look and your hairstyle and your makeup you're like almost a performance artist when you go to a club and people like that version of you but then when you're not in the club you're this just normal regular boring person who doesn't really have interesting conversation I thought I was going down that route like oh is this a song about that like when you're super fabulous because life makes sense to you when you're under the flashing lights and there's a DJ playing but then you don't know how to behave when you're just on a this bus. This is what the guy texts back like, oh no, I didn't stay because I only understand life in the night. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, okay, whatever, ghost me. <laughs> exactly. You know, you're like, you know, you're Batman at night, but then you're like boring Bruce Wayne during the day. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just thought it was a very interesting concept to explore. And I'm kind of let down that it's not about that. It's about banging and leaving I, I, I look forward to your extended essay on the booty call <laughs> the culture of booty call it's, 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 no it's like when how it's like you're not the same person when you're in an office with your co-workers as when you're in Sunday lunch with your in-laws you know like I'm, I'm, I'm quite interested in the the duality of personalities or not duality the, the multiple personalities one can be when you're just uh, I don't know hey, you know you know we haven't done for ages we kind of forgot about in two minutes, yeah. Uh, what uh, breakfast cereal is this album? Oh, yes. 
Not cereal. What breakfast? A breakfast. In general. Breakfast. Yeah, what yeah. Breakfast, Sorry, I was, I'm thinking of a cereal. I'm thinking the of breakfast that I Ava Max's uh, booty stroke. call would not stick around to have. Yeah. Oh damn it! No, I was thinking like a strawberry smoothie or something like. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Something very sweet and that you like, but maybe not every day. I'm thinking the kind of Dunkin Dunkin the, oh, yeah. the glazed the glazed yeah, glazed donuts the ones yeah, with yeah. like multicolored glaze yeah multicolored or that's like a, an animal shape like a panda or something yeah. something very cute very Japanese yeah. you yeah. know the kind of like teenage Japanese <laughs> yeah. breakfast or yeah but I feel like based on Ben's review it would look like that but then taste of nothing <laughs> yeah because I'm thinking the one that <laughs> no. comes in a plastic packet no, not, not like freshly made by some <laughs> hipster I'm talking like the industrial yeah uh, but it's panrico. really good it's really good but it's really, well. yeah like a pantera rosa like Pantera Rosa, yeah. Pantera Rosa, you have to have oh one if you God. haven't. Oh my God, it is I that. Have, I have, of course I've had one. Pantera Rosa. It's very camp, yeah. yeah. Pantera Rosa, I agree. It's crack for children. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> and on that note, uh, thank you so much, Mo, for thank stopping you. in, for, for visiting us here in Catalonia. This is now your home. You have, a, uh, you have somewhere to come back to whenever you visit us again. Uh, give our regards to the future king of. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will. I will <laughs> pay your respects on our. <laughs> or at least go and see the Spice Girls. You know, it'll be uh, and it, uh, it'll be worth it. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Andre Ignat, for producing this wonderful show. Uh, this has been another episode of the Weekly Review. Uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow. Goodbye. Got to be so good. How it got to be. Mama,